This is Wednesday, June 29th, 1962. President John F. Kennedy gave what would come to be an epic speech about setting out to do the impossible. He wanted to challenge the American people and kindle a vision in them. He was visiting Rice University at the time, and he said this in part. But why, some say, the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win, and the others too. Now this came to be called JFK's moon speech. What motivated it? Well, first, the Russians were well ahead in the space race, the Soviets. And we Americans didn't want anyone getting ahead of us. But there was a second reason. At the time, there were no major wars. No dreams for Americans to focus on. No great projects that fueled the imagination. You see, the president sensed that the American people really needed that. But there was a third reason. We like the impossible. At the time, it seemed like a pipe dream to land a human being on the moon. It just could not be done. Rocket technology was young. And just getting a person off terra firma into space challenged the best of our scientists. Going to the moon seemed impossible. <laughs> but remember, we like impossible. We can do the impossible. You see, this is the way we've been taught to live our lives. We have no limits, only the ones we place on ourselves. So we shrug off the easy missions. We want impossible. This reminds us of the army commander that arrives in Israel from Damascus. This is an old story, likely you've heard about it from the Old Testament. Jesus actually talks about it in one of his sermons. He was there, this general from Damascus, was there visiting Israel to see a prophet named Elisha. You see, the general, his name is Naaman, is sick. He has leprosy. And in their world, there was no cure for leprosy. It slowly broke a man down, robbed him of health and community and life. The progression of this disease was dreadful and deadly. And Naaman had heard that this prophet of Israel could cure him. So he traveled a long distance and tracked down Elijah. He shared the story with Elijah. But guess what? Elijah didn't even leave his tent to meet the general. Instead, he sent instructions to him, telling him to bathe himself seven times in the Jordan River, and he'd be fine. Here's what happened. This is 2 Kings chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. But Naaman was angry and went away saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, 
better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Now do you see why Naaman refused to do what Elisha asked? He says there are better rivers than the Jordan River back home where he lives. But the real problem was, it was too easy. He expected Elisha to come out and go through an immense song and dance and call upon the name of his God to wave his arms in the air. Nathan thought this because this is how the other gods were worshipped. There was a big to-do. Nathan thought he'd be asked to go to the moon and back if he wanted to be healed. He'd have to prove himself worthy or complete some great feat of courage or sacrifice an immense amount of money. He'd have to do something difficult. You see, it can't be, it just can't be that easy. It's like when the president said all those years ago when he challenged the nation to get a man on the moon. We do it because it's difficult. We're out to prove that we're better than the Soviets, and we'll win the space race. You see, it was beneath Naaman to do something so easy. It was so easy that he refused. He stormed away angry. Do you see why grace won't work for us? We don't have to climb the mountain. We don't have to do the impossible or conquer the unachievable. Now, here's the good news. Nathan, I'm mean, sorry, Naaman had a servant that understood this. Here's what happened. But his servants came, came near him and said to him, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you, and will you not do it? He has actually said to you, Wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. This is 2 Kings 5, verse 13 to 14. You see, the servants understood the problem. If Elisha had asked him to perform some impossible task, he would have taken on the challenge. But he made it too easy for Naaman. And that's why he became angry and refused to wash in the Jordan. I think that's our problem. We're ready to sign up to go to the moon, but ask us to do something easy? That's another story. You see, we don't like grace because it doesn't lead to our glory. We don't become heroes. Naaman can't get much credit for just bathing seven times in the Jordan River. By the way, the Jordan River, it's not like the Mississippi. It's small and shallow. There's almost nothing to it. But thankfully, Naaman listens, and he does the simple task. And the end result that he's healed and restored and this is the way grace works in our lives. It depends not on us doing great things, but doing nothing really. Jesus is the one who does it all. And that's the good news for today. Let's pray. God Almighty, your ways are so much higher than our ways. They're like the heavens are above the earth. Forgive us for self-trust that leads us away from your grace and help us to rest in you. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.